Welcome to Spiritual Shit You Need to Know, a lifestyle podcast for millennial women, lightworkers, and spiritual badasses who are waking up, ready to tap into their powers, and own it like a true boss. I'm your host, Regis Cowan, spiritual entrepreneur and life coach, and my passion is helping women like you get out of your own way and step your mindset game up. Are you a spiritual woman who's questioning her life, wanting more meaning and purpose, and you're ready to live your most amazing life? then this is the place for you. Your time is now. Let's get to it. Hey, hey, welcome back to another episode on the podcast. This week's episode is called All Lives Don't Matter. Yes, that's what I'm talking about. We are talking about the Black Lives Matter movement because this is a sensitive topic to a lot of people and I feel like it needs to be expressed, especially because I am in the black community and I am a woman of color. And I feel it is my duty as a woman of color podcaster to talk about this topic and to bring some light to it as well as educate my audience. As a woman of color and podcaster, I have joined the Podcasters for Justice. We are podcasters united to condemn the tragic murders of George Floyd, Breonna Taylor, and many, many others at the hands of police. This is a continuation of the systemic racism pervasive in our country since its inception, and we are committed to standing against racism in all its forms. We believe that to be silent is to be complicit. We believe that black lives matter. We believe that black lives are more important than property. We believe that we have a responsibility to use our platforms to speak out against this injustice whenever and wherever we are witnesses to it. In creating digital media, we have built audiences that return week after week to hear our voices, and we will use our voices to speak against anti-blackness and police brutality, and we encourage our audiences to be educated, engaged, and to take action. So how can you get involved? There are a few ways that you can get involved um, as podcasters, content creators, or just if you want to support the Black Lives Matter movement. Um, you can donate a portion, um, of any of your businesses to George Floyd, um, Memorial Fund, the Minnesota Freedom Fund, there's the Black Visions Collective, Campaign Zero, and also just the Black Lives Matter movement as a whole. So you can donate any proceeds that you may have from a business, or if you just want to donate personally, these are, um, some of the funds that you can donate to. There's also a petition that you can sign. You can text the word Floyd, F-L-O-Y-D, to 55156 to sign a petition to demand justice for George Floyd. And you can also sign up at Color of Change to be notified of more opportunities where you can take action. So with that being said, I do want to address today's topic on the show, which is all lives don't matter. And I felt the need to bring this up and talk about it, obviously, because I've been experiencing this um, as well with everything that's going on. And since the Black Lives Matter movement has become more prominent because of the death of George Floyd. Um, And so saying all lives matter, which some people have said whenever someone says Black Lives Matter is very, very offensive, especially to the black community and to people of color. Because at the moment, this is what's happening in our community. Um, People of color are being, you know, faced against police brutality. We don't have equal rights. We're being racially um, profiled. 
And so all of this is saying that all lives don't matter right now. This is focused on black lives. And so when you say all lives matter, it kind of brushes under the rug our struggle and what we're going through and all of the systemic racial issues that we have had to deal with and that we're going through. I mean, the whole point of this is for us to get justice as people of color. And so saying all lives matter just kind of pushes that to the side as this as if this is not a real issue, as if this is not happening around the country, hell, around the world, especially here in America. America is a white America, um, white privilege, and a lot of my white counterparts, co-workers um, have not realize that they have this white privilege and I've tried to explain to them as well as you can see the world and the news is trying to explain to them that this is you know a country that favors them and it always has been because that's how this country has been built and so hundreds of years later here we are still still going through the same damn thing when it comes to racial issues Um, you know it's just being seen in a different light now because we have technology and we have the internet and so you can actually see these things happening in your face but what sucks about all this is that even though we have all this technology and we have body cameras people and cops and uh legislators are still getting off they're still getting off the proof is right there in your face and these people are still getting off they are blatantly murdering people of color especially black men and the law and the system is protecting them I mean, now, as far as George Floyd, along with many others, as you can see, there's a video showing him pleading for his life, telling them he can't breathe. This cop is on his neck for over eight and a half minutes, which is way too long, first off. Second of all, why do you have your knee on his neck? Okay, it's just entirely too much. And the fact that somebody had to videotape that and record it in order to get justice for him. And now the girl apparently who had to videotape this she's going under psychological care because she just can't mentally deal with the fact that she not only did she videotape it but she watched a man die and she watched him die through police brutality right there in front of her face so it's very tragic and she has had to undergo psychological care so this stuff is serious And it's happening all over America. You know, a lot of people are saying that, well, George Floyd is no hero and he's no martyr, you know, and whatever. And that's fine if you feel that way, if he's not. And I understand in the sense of, no, this is not the first person that it's been done to. Hell, he's not the last person that it's been done to. We had our own police brutality right after George Floyd, right here in Atlanta, Georgia. Okay. So no, he's not the first. No, he's not the last. That doesn't make him a hero. But what it has done, it has sparked um these protests and for the black community to say enough is enough and we've been saying this for a long time but i am glad that something good has come out of this that this man is not dying in vain because we are pushing for change and it has to happen like this is just entirely too much so no he's not a hero no he's just an ordinary person as well but he is a black man who got killed by police brutality along with brianna taylor and ahmaud aubrey which was here in georgia where i live Now, I don't live where he lives. It was south of Georgia. But the point is, it's right here at home. It's happening everywhere. And this is something that we need to be aware of and not just push under the rug because clearly it keeps happening and it keeps happening and it keeps happening. So this is something we need to pay attention to. And enough is enough. We need to have some change. All the cops who have murdered any of these people need to be prosecuted Um, instead of getting off 
you know, they need their badges taken away immediately. And why does it take so long to arrest somebody? That's what I want to know. If you have video proof that someone has killed someone, why is it an issue to arrest them? So, for instance, with Ahmaud Arbery, why did it take so long for them to press charges against the two guys who ran him down, first of all, with a truck and then got out of the car and shot him? Why did it take so long? Because they were law officers and furthermore, they weren't even on duty. Why does it take so long? But if one of us did that, a.k.a. people of color, then we wouldn't even have the chance to go home, let alone run somebody down and shoot them. Okay, they would have our heads immediately. So it's just showing that this is unfair treatment and that we are being targeted as people of color. So when you say all lives matter, that just takes away from our struggle and from everything that we're going through. And it's basically saying to me that, oh, basically, there's no problem in the black community that I don't want to be killed and you don't want to be killed either. And that's all well and good, because guess what? At the end of the day, we know all lives matter. We never said all lives don't matter. What we're saying is that if my house is on fire and your house isn't on fire, should the fire department come and, and spray all of our houses? No, they should only spray mine. Why? Because my house is on fire. Yours is not. So you saying all lives matter is basically that analogy that your house isn't on fire, but you want it to be sprayed anyway. That doesn't make any damn sense. Don't say all lives matter because that's not the issue that's at hand right now. Black lives matter is the issue at hand right now. So please don't brush this off like it's something simple or um, undermine it like it's not happening because it's happening everywhere, not only in America, but in the entire world. People all over the world right now are protesting because they are sick and tired of being oppressed by the systems that have been created by white America and just white privilege in the world entirely. These systems have been built this way against us and no one has made any changes because they always find a loophole or they always find a way to get around it and to make it work from them. But when I tell you this, there are there is power in numbers. And I am so proud of the black community for standing up. I am proud of people in general. There are white people, black people, Asian people who are standing up for this because they know right is right and wrong is wrong. So I appreciate the community for coming together and taking a stand because it's been about damn time that we do something about the world we live in, especially in America, because being black in America is not easy. We have to conform to hell, every damn thing, our religion, our education, what we look like, how we talk, how we dress. I mean, the list goes on and on. Whether or not we're light enough, are we dark enough? Is our hair straight enough? Do we look okay for corporate America? We have had to conform to fit in. And, you know, people always say, well, y'all should just go back to where y'all came from. Mm, No, we, this is where we came from because it's white America that brought our people here in the first place. And so now that we're here and slavery has been abolished, you have just found other ways to oppress us through the system. So no, we're not going anywhere. We're not leaving. Most of us were born here and we have rights just like you do. If this country is America and it's supposed to be a home of the free and we have rights, then guess what? We have rights too because we were born here. So the law does not work in favor of one group over the others. The law is the law and it should apply to all races and all genders. So no, we are not going anywhere. You will listen to what we have to say and we will get justice at the end of the day, no matter how long it takes. 
I saw a post on Facebook that said uh, Hong Kong has been protesting for almost a year and a half for their rights. And so that just goes to show that fighting for your rights does not happen overnight. You got to be in it for the long haul. You have to continue to press on until change happens. Um, and it may be a year. It may be six months. I don't know. But as you can see, these people in Hong Kong, they are being oppressed and they are tired of it. And they have been protesting for over a year to get change. Now, granted, Hong Kong system is different than what we are dealing with here in America, but they are just as strong and they are just as strong minded um, about how they're being oppressed, what their rights are and what changes they want to be made. So we have to be the same way. It's tough. We have to go through it. We're going to have to press on. I don't know how long this is going to go on. We have so many other things going on with Trump being president and with coronavirus, COVID-19. So all this is happening at the same time. It's a lot. I get it. It's been a lot on me. I've had to continue to go to work, even though I work in healthcare. Um, and then Black Lives Matter, you know, started showing up again because of George Floyd. And I've had to hear and listen to it from other co-workers, from my white counterparts. I have friends on Facebook who um, probably won't be my friends anymore because I posted on my social media that if you don't feel strongly or if you don't feel that you can humble yourself and support the Black Lives Matter movement, or if you think this is just, you know, us crazy black people protesting out here for no damn reason, then you don't need to be my friend. Because if you can't humble yourself and educate yourself on the, the systemic issues that we're dealing with as a race, if you can't step outside of your simple ass box to see that there's other shit going on in this world, then I don't need to be your friend and you can unfriend me. I have no problem coming to work if I work directly with you. I have no problem coming to work, doing my job. I can speak. I can be cordial, but we don't need to talk about anything else. We don't need to. You don't need to text me. You don't need to call me. You don't need to check on me to see how I'm doing. I could really care less. You're dead to me in that sense. So that's how I feel, especially with, you know, social media, being able to communicate this. Um, I felt like I needed to post something on my social media because I do have um, friends on there that are posting, for instance, let me just talk about this one chick and she's a coworker. So I live in Alpharetta, Georgia, which has been predominantly white over the past few years, but I will say Roswell and Alpharetta is a lot more integrated now. And I'm super proud of the people that live here because they have been protesting here in Atlanta and in Roswell and a lot of Caucasian people and other races have come out as well. So I do applaud that we've come a long way. But so where I work, I work for a hospital system. Um, one of our hospitals or practices is in Forsyth County, y'all. Forsyth County is like the whitest county coming Georgia. Okay. And so me being a woman of color and me growing up in a mixed environment, I've never really grown up in an all black environment. Well, I did go to an all black high school. That was a culture shock to me, but that's another story. We'll talk about that later. But I've always grown up in mixed environments. My parents have always um, made sure that I was able to experience other cultures. Um, my dad was in the army. So, you know, going to the base, living on base, traveling, being exposed to other cultures. This is how I grew up. So I've always had Indian friends, African friends, uh, mixed friends, Asian, you know, you name it. I always went to a mixed environment. 
Um, my parents prided themselves on not sending me to an all black school, not sending me to an all white school. But they also continued to educate me as a black child and growing up in white America that there are certain things that you will and won't have to do. So I digress. But anyway, so this one chick, she's a medical assistant, works at the practice in Forsyth County in Cumming, Georgia, you know, and she decides to put on her Facebook that she's going to vote for Trump in 2020 because he is demanding that churches be reopened because of coronavirus because he is, you know, a man of God and he believes in prayer and the church and yada, 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 yada. So Trump's going to get her vote for 2020. Okay. And she's talking about how is he an ass? Is he ignorant? Blah, blah, blah. Yes. But he doesn't back down and he gets what he wants. Blah, 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 blah. Okay. This is coming from someone who's white. You have white privilege. You have lived in a predominantly white area your entire freaking life. So that's why he gets your vote. Okay, you know why? Because Trump is pro-white America. It works in your favor to a certain extent. Now, when it doesn't work in your favor, don't come back whining and complaining because your broke ass is not getting the benefits. Because at the end of the day, Trump is an opportunist and he's white. So, hell, look at Kanye West. I use that as a prime example. This... This motherfucker here, (laughs) he's basically a sellout, okay? He is a sellout because he's a black man who portrays that he's for the black community, but then turns around and goes Trump 2020, okay? Trump ain't got nothing for you, number one. Number two, the only reason that they're quote-unquote allies is because Kanye West is a millionaire, okay? At the end of the day, money trumps race. He could care less about Black Lives Matter, Trump he could care less about Kanye West all he cares about is do I get your vote and are you and you're a millionaire and we're going to be uh benefiting from the same tax bracket okay that's all he cares about at the end of the day is the money that's why Kanye West is his pro Trump whatever he is is because he has money so anyway the girl I work with says all this stuff and of course she puts on her page you know this is my page I can say what I want to say if you don't like it you can keep scrolling and she has every right to do that that's fine so instead of me commenting on her page I went to my page and decided to put a post in response to that and to anybody else who feels the same way she feels about voting for Trump for 2020 ignorant and dumb as hell that's how I see that so I posted on my page You know, just exactly how I felt, which is that if you feel like you're voting for Trump for 2020, first of all, why? If you have friends or family members that are black or people of color, why would you vote for Trump if these are your friends and your family? He does not care about Black Lives Matter. He does not care about people of color. He has made that very clear. So you voting for him says that you are voting against me. And if I'm supposed to be your friend or your family member, then you're against me. Voting for Trump is voting against me. So I politely said that if that's how you feel, that's fine. We don't need to be friends anymore. If you can't humble yourself, educate yourself on what's going on and see that this arrogant asshole doesn't give a fuck about any of us, then you're against me and I don't need to be your damn friend. So we'll see how that turns out. I may get an unfollow. Uh, We may never speak again unless we have to work together, which most of the time we never do. So that's fine. 
again, like I said, I can be cordial. I can speak. I can do my job. I have no problem. But we don't need to talk about anything else outside of that. We don't need to be Facebook friends, Instagram friends, none of that. I don't care about you, your kids, what you got going on. You're against me and the black community if you vote for Trump, period. And then there was another post, you know, and these are people who I have gotten along with for years. Um, Another older lady who used to work with me, she's retired now. And, you know, again, this is another meek, mild person. She doesn't understand that she has white privilege. And so, again, when you downplay the black community and the issues that we are facing, then I feel like as a woman of color and being in the black community, it's my duty to educate you. Whether you want to receive it or not, you can't say that I didn't try to educate you. So another one of my old coworkers posts on her page, again, trying to be neutral. This is not what we need right now. We don't need neutrality, okay? We need you to stand up for one side or the other side, okay? If you, the famous quote, if you don't stand for something, you'll fall for anything, okay? Pick a side. Stop trying to play neutral. So she puts on her page, y'all see white cop, killing black citizen whereas i see corrupt cop killing innocent citizen and so of course she had a bunch of people commenting saying i see this the same way i agree and of course i looked on her page and all the people that replied of course were white this is my point you don't understand what's going on or you refuse to see. Let me say that you refuse to see what's going on in the world because why you are Caucasian. You have white privilege. You don't know that you have white privilege, but we're bringing it to your attention. And then when we bring it to your attention, you refuse to see it as that. So no, it's not a corrupt cop killing an innocent citizen. It is But it's a corrupt white cop killing a black citizen because I don't see any white cops killing any white people. Have you? When was the last time you have seen a white person being gunned down in the middle of the street and it continues to happen and continues to happen and it's on video? Please let me know. I would like to see some videos of some white people being gunned down in the street or being killed or saying that they can't breathe and they die and their parents raising hell and their community raising hell. Please tell me where that's happening. Anywhere in the world. In America. Somewhere. Please tell me. Because I have not seen it. It's only happening to black people. And people of color. So don't say that you see a corrupt cop. And an innocent citizen. Because at the end of the day. All the innocent citizens are black. These are the people that are being killed. We are being oppressed. We are being racially profiled. We are being profiled as being loud ratchet um ghetto now don't get me wrong there are loud ratchet black people but there are also loud ratchet white people asian people ghetto people of all colors there's not a single race but there's also black people who are educated who are millionaires who are um putting their kids in good schools and good communities and giving back so That just goes to show that this stereotype is not true. That's why it's a stereotype. A stereotype is a belief that's not true. It's a belief. Okay, it's not a fact. So you need to educate yourself. Don't try to play neutral. And my thing is, if you're going to be neutral, then don't say anything at all. And if you are of another color or if you are Caucasian and you don't know how to respond or you don't know what to say, my thing is just say, 
I see you, I hear you, I understand, and I'm here for you. What can I do? That's all you need to do. Ask. Ask what it is you can do. You don't need to um, try to be neutral on this topic or, you know, one of my coworkers was like, I don't, again, somebody else who's from Cumming, Georgia, y'all, the most undiverse place practically in the world. And she's never been anywhere probably outside of a five mile radius. Once again, I just don't like to talk about these issues. I don't like to talk about stuff like that. I don't like to get into it. Of course you don't. Because one, it doesn't affect you and your community. It doesn't affect you. You're white, your husband's white, your kids are white. They have never had to experience what little black boys and girls have to learn growing up in America. How they have to protect themselves. How they have to make sure they always listen to the police officer. And always make sure I'm compliant because they might try to kill me or they might shoot me if I make one wrong move. Um, So no, you don't understand because your family doesn't have to go through this. But to sit here and say that you don't like to talk about it or you're not going to talk about it, um, that just goes to show me that you're uneducated, um, that you don't want any part of this, and that you basically want to just be neutral, hush, hush, and act like this is all just going to go away because it's not going to go away. And then on the sidebar, I got to talk about Hobby Lobby and Starbucks. I know I'm all over the place, but I had to talk about my coworkers first because this is what I'm dealing with. Secondly, Starbucks and Hobby Lobby, two businesses that I will not be supporting. One, I've already been on the fence about Hobby Lobby as it is because, you know, the CEO in the past has said things about, you know, how they're not, they're pro-life and they're against abortion, which I believe is the mother's right. At the end of the day, everybody has rights, whether I believe you should abort your child or not. I don't know everybody's case. Um, you know, them being Christian based, that's fine. Um, but some of the comments and things he's made about black people as a whole and how the Bible says that he has a right to have slaves and all this crazy shit he's been saying. Okay. So that's one business Hobby Lobby that I will not be supporting. I already don't really spend money there anyway. I've only been to one probably maybe three or four times in my entire life. So no, we'll not be supporting Hobby Lobby. Starbucks. Starbucks has been in the news so many times for different issues in America the gay and lesbian community they're now pro and they don't mind their employees you know being pro lgbtq community and sending them shirts and pins to wear but then they send out a statement that says don't support the black lives matter movement okay so i don't know who blasted their asses but somebody did and uh blew the whistle that they were sending out these notifications and emails to their employees that they shouldn't be supporting Black Lives Matter. So, of course, now I got blasted all over the news and everywhere on social media that this is what Starbucks is promoting, right? So then they try to do a U-turn and backtrack and say, oh, now it's okay. Y'all can support Black Lives Matter. No. When y'all were just in the news last year, the year before, and the year before of Black people coming to Starbucks and sitting down using Wi-Fi and them being escorted out of your restaurants and out of your stores so no you will not be getting my support either i know a lot of y'all love starbucks and y'all have been drinking it for years but for me a company that's going to basically try to show face now that they've been called out means you're really not for the cause and you really don't believe in the black lives matter movement and you don't support your um black and people of color employees so no starbucks will not be getting my business hobby lobby will not be getting my business and any other company that i feel like does not support the black lives movement or they don't stand up for something when it comes to this movement they will not be getting my money they will not be getting my support 
And as people of color, I encourage you to do the same thing. Um, you know, one thing I think as black people and people of color that we need to do is we need to learn how to build our own wealth. Um, I like to use this as an example, you know, in Africa, most of us who are black, of course, we have African roots. Um, that's why we're called African-American, but am I from Africa? No, I'm not. Do I have family members that are, uh, live directly in Africa or come from Africa? No, I don't that I know of. I can probably trace my, um, history back to it. But I don't have any family that's in Africa directly. But I like to use them as an example because Africans take pride in who they are. They take pride in education. They take pride in their wealth, in their family, the family unit. And so these are things that the black community needs to get back to, especially here in America. And it's I know it's going to take some time. This is not going to happen overnight. And we also have to all want it. Because there are a lot of black people out here who are trying to do better, who are building up their children, who are being good fathers, good mothers, giving back to their communities. And then there are a lot of black people who aren't. But there are also a lot of white people who aren't. There are a lot of other colors who aren't. But as a black community as a whole, we need to get back to educating our children, taking care of our households and being better people, investing in ourselves um, not trying to be the latest rapper or the latest stripper or hoochie mama on TV. Like, let's get back to education. Um, even though all the stuff that happened with Bill Cosby, you know, that's his own personal shit he got to deal with. There aren't shows like the Cosby show anymore. And I still like the Cosby show because it was a wholesome black family. And it shows some of the struggles that we have had to deal with in America as blacks. We have had to overeducate. We have had to work hard to get to where we are um claire huxtable and heathcliff huxtable doctors and lawyers okay and had a nice house in uh upper new york educate their kids and they still had to deal with the same bullshit so as people of color let's reinvest in ourselves again let's start building our own wealth how about supporting you know other black businesses you know, something as simple as going to Walmart, Target, or wherever, wherever you get your health food items. There are so many black businesses just here in Atlanta alone that you can get all of your products and services from. So we need to start back building up our own communities. Um, and some people don't understand what that means or why they feel like we need to do that. Why can't we just support everyone? And that's fine, you know, at the end of the day. But right now we need to worry about our own home. Before we go stepping outside trying to help all these other communities, we need to make sure we take care of home first. And so one of the examples I heard somebody else say is, for instance, the Jewish community. The Jewish community is very strict about shopping and spending their money and their dollars in the Jewish community. And so we don't try to stop them from doing that. We don't give them hell for only spending money within their community. So why would it be any different if we want to spend money in our own community? We want to build up our home first before we go branching out anywhere else. And I don't see anything wrong with that. So yes, me personally, I am guilty of it as well, of not shopping black, um, of not supporting others because of my own personal negative experiences that that I have had with some black businesses in the past and at the end of the day that's just how it's going to be you're going to have a positive or a negative experience wherever you go whether it's black white asian wherever you can have those negative experiences but it doesn't mean that you need to stop trying to support your community or build wealth within the community or shopping with other black businesses so I have made that my personal mission to um, shop with 
black businesses and spend my money in the black community first before I go spending my money elsewhere. Um, at the end of the day, I think this is one way that we can change the uh, system here in America. Um, you know, again, like I said, there's power in numbers. So I believe if every black person in America took their black dollars and only spent with other black banks or invested in black companies, then I think it would really show white America how much power we, we really have. Because at the end of the day, there's a larger number of minorities in this country than there is in white America. And so if we all banded together and got together and spent our money elsewhere and showed them how powerful it is in numbers, we could definitely make some changes happen. But it's going to take everybody coming together to do this. And you don't have to be black to support black businesses. Please, if you support us and support our movement and our community, then show us by, by donating you know, to some of these funds or shopping black or supporting black businesses. We really appreciate it. This just helps the movement um, progress even more. So if you are on board, please do your part. Um, share this episode with others as well. Um, I will put all of the links in the show notes to the different funds that you can donate to and also um, where you can sign the petition if you want to for George Floyd. And so with all this going on in the protests, you know, I am definitely for a peaceful protest. Um, you know, I get it that people are mad and they're angry and they're tearing shit up. And hell, I know y'all probably by now heard about the Wendy's being burned down here in Atlanta. But I I don't condone any of that. I am not pro any of that. Okay, looting is not something that I condone. I believe that there can be a peaceful protest. I can believe that we can make our voices hurt without having to destroy property. And at the end of the day, some of these people that are destroying property, they don't even freaking live here. They live in other areas. They're going to go back home to their towns or areas that aren't destroyed. And the people who live in these areas have to deal with this. So please don't tear up our towns. Go home and tear up your own shit. Okay. Leave ours alone. So I am not for looting. Okay. And me living in Alpharetta, thankfully we have not had any major problems like this but I hope it continues to stay that way and I hope that most of the looting will stop you know downtown and across America and all these other cities and areas so I just wanted to rant a little bit about what's going on in the world what my perspective is on the Black Lives Matter movement and how I can educate my white counterparts on the Black Lives Movement as well as how you can support and show up. So again, I will put all of the links in the show notes to how you can support the movement. Please share this episode with anyone who is contemplating whether or not they should support the Black Lives Movement because this is serious. It's not going anywhere. Um, one of the ways that you can show up is make sure you go and vote. You know, you can vote for whoever the hell you want to, but if you on my team, you better not be voting for no damn Trump because Trump is not pro Black Lives Matter at all. And don't be afraid to call people out if you see them downplaying the Black Lives Matter movement or if you feel like they need to be educated on the systemic racial issues that we're dealing with here in America. Um, don't be afraid to call people out. Take a stand. Don't be neutral. Which side are you on? Pick one. You're either pro or you're against. 
And again, if you're against or if you've been offended by anything I have said on this podcast, I'm going to do like old girl said. This is my podcast. It's my platform. I'll say whatever the hell I want. This is my opinion. So if you feel like you need to unfollow, please, please do. Because this is something that I feel strongly about that change needs to happen. And furthermore, if you have not seen the video, you probably have seen pieces of it, of George Floyd. It's horrific. And there is nothing that can be denied in that video that was done that was correct. So if you saw it or seen pieces of it, you know what's right is right and what's wrong is wrong. You know it. And it's just totally unacceptable. So as a black podcaster, I'm glad that I have been able to use this platform to educate you on the Black Lives Matter movement and how racism is still here in America and what we need to do to change it. So 2020 has been a hell of a year. It's not over yet. We still have a lot more work to do in our communities, um, in our country, and we're still trying to figure out this whole pandemic thing. So it's a lot. Um, Stay tuned for our next episode. I'm going to continue to talk about this as things progress. I will have some speakers on um, that are going to be talking about um, racial issues, transgender issues. That's another topic, y'all. I'm not going to get into it right now, but again, equality for all. We live here in America. We should be able to live how we want and make our choices. Whether you're part of the LGBTQ community, whether you're black, white, Asian, Indian, we all should have the same rights and we should all be treated equally. So on that note, that is my stance on the Black Lives Matter movement. Don't forget to check the show notes to support the movement. And I will see you on the next episode. Thanks for listening to Spiritual Shit You Need to Know, the podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please go to iTunes, subscribe, and leave me a five-star review. Don't forget to sign up for your free Millennial Life Crisis Guide at bit.ly forward slash free crisis guide. And don't forget to follow the podcast on Instagram for more spiritual inspo at spiritual shit podcast.